talk to Jill Rosser about this, Senior Research Fellow at UK in a Changing Europe and a former senior civil servant uh, herself. Good afternoon to you, Jill. Good afternoon, Sheila. Uh, obviously, this whole question is about um, Boris Johnson in and of himself and, and his time in office. But it's, it's wider than that, isn't it? The whole question of what we expect ethically from our politicians. Yes, it's about, it goes to the core of um, ministers' accountability to Parliament because Parliament can only hold ministers accountable if they can reasonably expect that ministers tell them the truth. And that's why we've always had this thing that misleading Parliament, uh, particularly deliberately misleading Parliament, not correcting the record as soon as you realise you may have inadvertently misled Parliament, is regarded as such an important principle because if ministers just come into parliament say whatever comes into their minds whether it's got any relationship with truth or not then you really can't hold them to account that's why it's an incredibly important principle and why it really really matters that uh, it, that this investigation continues and that boris johnson is held to account if he's found to have misled parliament and what would that look like well, <laughs> for the Privileges Committee, so the Privileges Committee's kicked off, um, its investigation did that before MPs went into the summer recess, they're going to take evidence anonymously, what we would then expect is a report from the Privileges Committee, uh, they would then make a recommendation, I think, on what might happen to the Prime Minister, how serious an offence they thought it was, was it a mistake, a genuine mistake, or was it deliberately lying to Parliament? That would obviously be more serious than the former. And then ultimately it goes back to MPs then to decide what happens. Remember, that's what happened in the case of Owen Paterson. There was a recommendation then from the Privileges Committee, Sister Committee, the Standards Committee, uh, which is really the Privileges Committee in a different form with lay members, which said Owen Patterson had been found guilty of doing that, doing uh, this work for Randocks and uh, um, he'd broken the rules of the house and they recommended this punishment. And that was where, in a sense, all this trouble started was when the Prime Minister tried to whip his MPs into mm. voting down Owen Patterson's punishment. If Liz Truss were to try to stymie this inquiry, uh, this investigation, would that be akin to the Patterson affair in your view? Yeah, I think it would. It would be very interesting to see how the parliamentary party would react because obviously the former prime minister is quite different person to a uh, former secretary of state, but by that time a relatively obscure backbencher. And of course it was this sort of sequence of events that led ultimately to the prime minister's fall over low ethical standards. So I think it would set off a mega row. Uh, there's already signs that she's trying to pressure she or her supporters are trying to pressure some of the conservative members on the committee some of them have said well you know we know what our job on this committee is to do it's to uphold standards and we're not going to be deterred from doing it so there's already a bit of background pressure emerging but i think there would be a mega row if uh, liz trust did try to do that whether she would succeed or not is a different matter because i mean the question then you could assume that if the committee on privileges found that the prime minister had transgressed that you'd pretty much expect every opposition MP to vote for whatever punishment was proposed. So then the issue would be how many Conservative rebels would there be? And we know that politi politicians aren't held in very high esteem at the moment by the general public. Um, are they ever, I wonder? Um, do you? The conversation I've been having for the last hour and a half, really, on the programme has included 
um, people saying that life is starting to feel hopeless for them. Um, do you think that this element of our political life, the ethical, moral standards element of it, is as important to maintain hope um, in the general population, um, in their politics, I mean, uh, as anything else, as any policy? I think that you basically want to be in a country where you feel you can trust the institutions and you can trust the people who govern you. Now, that doesn't mean you're not sceptical and questioning because you don't want sort of blind faith no. in your politicians. That is a very, very bad thing where you just sort of slavishly believe anything that they say. But you want to think that these are sort of good people trying to do a fair job. And one of the things that's really surprised me about the Conservative Leadership Contest is that given the circumstances that triggered the fall of Boris Johnson, you know, the asking ministers to go out and defend the indefensible around Chris Pincher, his appointment and the repeated refusal of the Prime Minister to come out with a straight answer. You might have thought that one of the big themes in this leadership election campaign, not as big a theme as tax cuts, economic direction, or how to deal with the cost of living crisis, but a big sub-theme would be how they were going to go about restoring faith in politics and in the political system. And in particular, Rishi Sunak, who did decide that actually enough was enough and that he had to go and that the government wasn't, I think, in his words, offering the country proper, serious and competent government, would be setting out his stall a bit more actively about what he would do to restore and he hasn't faith done. in politics. But we've no. seen so little of this, I think, because... That's because they all love Boris, don't they? The people he's talking to. If you, if you need votes of Conservative members, I think yeah. that both candidates seem to have taken a judgment that there is no market for that sort of pitch. Well, which is depressing. Yes, it is. Thank you, Jill, for talking to me today. Jill Russell, Senior Research Fellow at UK and a Changing Europe, a former senior civil servant uh, as well. Let's get back to our conversation.